0: Superlight, Episode 7. Rock Hatfield, best-selling author, producer, and innovator, reads his new groundbreaking novel, Superlight. The author blends myths and ideas from the ancient astronaut theory and the Hebrew Bible to tell a story that will open the mind to new possibilities and distant worlds, all under the creation of the One. This is Superlight. The Ambassador's Vessel is capable of traveling as an Aetherian vessel or changing into a Matterverse vessel if needed, along with Matterverse corporeal bodies to dwell in. Elo Eloahim, Old Dominion is written on the side of the jewel-like vessel. Eloahim is an ancient reference to the One. All Aetherians are thought to be immortal, but ancient texts found in the Acacia, though the Hall of Records, allude to Eloahim as the One, the first Aetherian. All Aetherians are sons of Eloahim an eternal copy of the Father. When Aetherians have a call for the One, it is Elo Ahim bringing back all the pieces of himself as the One. Ambassador Lucientel finishes his briefing with, All power and glory be with the One. Brad left his cozy suite, and has worked his way up to the large hangar that sits over the massive underground Pine Bluff base. He sees crews making ready one of the big black triangles. The pilot and his commander walk up to greet Brad. Captain Carpenter pulls up in a shiny golf cart and joins Brad and the two pilots. The pilot offers his hand, Mr. Hilliard, I am Major John West of the Black Manta Wing stationed here at Pine Bluff, and this is my second-in-command Olsen Tindale. Barbara jumps in, Brad, Major West, and his crew will be flying you to the pickup site, and they will support you in moving what gear you need. Okay, Brad nods. A strange noise like air from an air hose fills the hangar. They are speaking loud now in order to be heard. That's the Mercury Taurus engines revving up. That's 1,000 pounds of Mercury spinning at 200,000 RPM. It can get loud until the Mercury warms up. Then it's pretty quiet, says the Major. Come on, let's get you suited up and settled aboard the ship. Two techs help Brad slip into his flight suit and climb up into the big black craft. Major West and his wingman step into the pilot seats and begin flipping toggle switches and adjusting levers. As Major West goes through his checklist, Brad is putting on his headset and asks, can anybody hear me? Loud and clear, the Major says. A tower rake pulls the Black Manta out of the hangar and onto the tarmac. The loud hissing sound has been replaced with jet engine sounds. There are four small jet engines at each corner of the craft, and four in the center. The jets assist the torus engines that cancel about 90% of the craft's weight. The jets lift the rest and provide forward thrust, explains Major West. The Black Manta is a space elevator. She can fly subsonic like a regular jet but her real talent is being able to lift very heavy payloads into Earth orbit. She flies straight up and comes right back down. We can then turn around and go right back up within hours, the Major concludes. So, very impressive, Major. Brad says, Okay, sit back and relax. We will be at the coordinates that you provided in an hour or so. Your flight attendant will be by soon to get your drink order. And once again, thank you for flying Black Manta Air. Walter and Nancy are crawling down a bumpy service road along a tree line out on Walter's brother's property. The big van moans and groans as Walter parks near the big open pasture. It's a clear, moonlit night. Out here far away from the city lights, you can see millions of stars. A beautiful night. Walter calls Brad on his burner phone. Brad picks up. Walter, we good? Damn skippy, Walter replies. Brad holds the phone out at arm's length. With a puzzled look on his face, Walter, we need to move the superlight, the chip trays, and the tri-drive stacks. We can use all the processing power we will ever need where we are going, Brad says. So, where is that? Walter asks. Pine Bluff Deep Underground Base. Oh, a dumbs? Walter responds. A very deep underground base, the place is amazing. You will be very impressed, Brad says, hoping to calm nerves. So, what are you flying in, a big hilo. Walter prize. No, but not exactly, Walter. Look for a big black triangle. Okay, Walters. see you in a few minutes. Brad hangs up. Major West comes on the comm. You are going to like this, Brad. There are a good number of aircraft in the vicinity, so we are going full stealth. We have an outer skin covered with thousands of small screens. Basically, cell phone screens, cameras on the opposite side of the craft project, the background onto the thousands of screens, and the result is we disappear to any visual observers. Anyone looking closely will only see a fuzzy outline of the ship which is difficult to see from a distance. Comes in handy if we are carrying secret hardware into space. Plus, the shape and, predominantly, all carbon fiber shell, make us invisible to most advanced radar. Unbelievable, Brad says. Hey, Major, will my folks see us on the ground when we land? Only when I turn the camo off. Cool, Brad snaps. We are coming up on the meet site right now. I can see the van on the ground with the thermal system. Stand by. The Major announces, a minute later and Brad can feel the big birds settle down. I just turn off the camo for a second, so they can see us, I know they heard us. Go ahead and debark the craft, I am going to turn the camo back on, just to be on the safe side. Roger that, Brad says. Brad quickly climbs down the little ladder that extends to the ground. He can see Walter and Nancy, and runs to greet them. They both have equipment they are carrying. Brad grabs a stack, and they move it onto the Black Manta. A big jacked-up pickup truck bursts from the tree line and out onto the meadow, stopping just 20 yards from the Manta. Major West turns off the camo, and the giant black triangle appears from nowhere. He then turns on the brightest lights the ship has. The pickup backs up all the back to the tree line from where it came. Brad, we need to go. Everything on board? We good? Just about Major, Brad says out of breath. The Major lifts the Black Manta 10 feet above the ground. West turns the lights off and flips on the camo, and it looks like the giant ship just vanished. The pickup truck was just two hunters that stumbled out onto the meadow. They watched the whole scene through the windshield of their truck. The driver asks, You want another drink, Bobby? The passenger reaches for the bottle. Now that's something you don't see every day, he says, as he takes a big swig. A river of stars above and a river of stars below. The view from the command bridge of Excelsior and blade ship stretches out to infinity. A number of tall and small greys are seated at consoles operating the vessel. They appear to be frozen in place, like a photograph. There is not one movement, no lights flashing, graphics changing, nothing. Everything is frozen in time. The ship is now traveling outside the space-time field. Time is passing by so fast on the outside of the ship, making time almost imperceptible on the inside. One second is a hundred years. This state only lasts for a few minutes while the ship is in trans-time mode. As she drops out of trans-time mode, the pace of activity returns back to normal speed. The blade has covered half the galaxy in a few minutes of trans-time. The brain of the galaxy, as in the membrane that encloses the matterverse, is only a day away in trans-time. The membrane enshrouds the entire matterverse. The outer edge of all matter, beyond is nothing, no quantum particles, quantum energy, anti-quantum energy, zip, nothing. You could theoretically fly the blade beyond the brain into the abyss but it would slow down and come to a stop. The quantum energy that powers the blade, not to mention the energy from the one that binds all things in existence is gone. The blade would disappear into a cloud of energy. The void is a gulf that only the one can ever know, Excelsior Anderl explains to his crew. Excelsior, we are in contact with the Elo Elo Alhim, reports a crewman. Put them up on the main viewer. The Excelsior says, a floor-to-ceiling window wraps around the front of the blade. From inside it looks as though you are standing in space. The windows are actually video screens. Now projecting Ambassador Tell, Be not afraid, power and glory to the one, ambassador in the highest. The Excelsior announces, Ness Excelsior, may the one enrich and protect you. The standard greeting between dignitaries has been delivered. Ambassador Lucientel, what do we owe this true and rare pleasure? Enter asks, Please accept my invitation to join us here aboard the Ilo Ilo Ahim. For a conference among Aetherians, i see you are wearing your corporeal robes please join us as brothers the ambassador requests it would be a great pleasure and honor to join you ambassador we will join you in one chronos as above so below says the ambassador the screen goes black then as a giant window crews from the black manta flight wing are securing the returning black manta the top secret asset is now safe in its underground hangar brad walter and nancy are greeted by captain Carpenter. It's 6 a.m. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Brad says. This is Walter Abram and Nancy Carrington. They are the brains behind the Superlight. They led a team of about 1,400 hardware and software engineers to bring the Superlight into being. Good to meet you both. I bet you never thought you would be riding on a top-secret space plane this morning. The captain jests. No, not in a million years, but it was awesome, Nancy says with a spark. You guys are famous. The news media are all over your story and some rabbit hunters have reported encountering a UFO this morning. Barbara smiles as she delivers the news. I am sure you all are exhausted. I'm going to send Airman First Class Johnson to escort you to the guest level and help get you settled in. Let's meet up at lunch. I will have Airman Johnson escort you to the mess at noon. Brad flops down on his couch and turns on the TV. He finds a news network. This is News Now. Good morning. I'm Tom Jennings. The news around billionaire playboy Brad Hilliard and his struggling company continues to escalate. The company's chief medical officer Jason Anderson spoke last night about some of the strange experiments Hilliard and his science team were carrying out. Jason is speaking with a reporter. Yes, I saw a very advanced technical device, a camera. When the device was pointed in the direction of a human, you could see a being, a spirit if you will, moving inside of them. It was a separate being moving in and out of the person. Terrifying, actually. People are now calling the superlight device. Spirit cam, now another news. Brad turns the TV off. Brad picks up the encrypted phone Barbara gave him and dials Jason's number. Jason sees it's a caller unknown number, but he answers anyway. Hello, he says. Jason, how's it going, buddy? Brad asks. Brad, are you all right? Fine, Jason. What about Walter and Nancy? Jason asks. Good, we are all good. Jason, I've been watching your interviews. Great stuff. Spirit cam, very catchy. Hey Jason, yes, he responds. You're fucking fired? Good luck, and goodbye. Brad hangs up. Brad immediately realizes who the traitor is, motherfucker, he says under his breath. Excelsior Andrew L is standing in his private quarters, he is drinking water and eating some type of flat cracker. A ceremony he performs any time he prepares to disrow. A system of restraints are hanging in a closet. He backs into the little closet and binds his waist, legs, and torso, with the restraints hanging in the closet. He stands still, and the Aetherian that drives the body steps out and down onto the floor. ander prefers his corporeal robes over his natural Aetherian body, as do most Aetherians. They find the visceral feelings of touch and solidity addictive. ander and his other, now disrobed crew members move to the transportation debark site on the Blade. Look for the print version of Superlight where you buy books. Superlight is part of the Atlantium network, a collection of books, videos and podcasts. You can find all things Atlantium on Amazon, Lulu, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, power and glory to the one.